0: Welcome to Down with the King, presented by Seize the Gap Fantasy Football. I am Jamie G., Esquire the Fifth, master of getting hot at the right time. I also have a PhD in tailgating and I specialize in cold weather. I'm here with Magnum Mills to break down the Pittsburgh Steelers at Buffalo Bills showdown contest on DraftKings for Wild Card weekend. Mills, are you
1: ready for the playoffs? I am Magnum Mills and I also enjoy doing the Jim Mora voice. Playoffs. Right, we hope that you enjoyed this episode of Down with the King presented by Seize the Gap Fantasy Football. Find us wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. We are on social media at, seize the gap at F. Do not forget that it is, in fact, the playoffs. And don't forget the flaps. Follow, like, and please subscribe. They're not just important for planes. They're important for us. Helps other people find our show, find our channel. We appreciate it. So if you have fun, please remember to click the thumb.
0: And let's get right down to business here, Mills. Hit us with the tail of the tape
1: for the game. This is a matchup where the Pittsburgh Steelers are traveling to Orchard Park, New York, to face the Buffalo Bills on Sunday, January 14th at 1 p.m. Eastern time on CBS. The Pittsburgh Steelers are currently a nine and a half. Point underdog. They are plus 370 on the money line, while the Buffalo Bills are a nine and a half point favorite. They are minus 485 on the money line, and the game total is 35 and a half points. Weather is going to be Classic Western New York, temperatures in the mid to low 20s, winds around 15 miles an hour with gusts up to 30 miles an hour, and we're expecting snow, call it 1 to 3 inches. A couple notable injuries here, most notably TJ Watt is out for the Steelers, and wide receiver Gabe Davis is most likely out for the Buffalo Bills.
0: Thank you, Captain. Thank you, Captain. Thank you, Captain. Okay, captain. No, Captain. Enough with the Thank captain. You, captain. Get well, out. I think the first thing we got to do here is start with our captain options. I mean, obviously, right up at the top, you got Josh Allen, right, at 18,900. We also have Stefan Diggs, 16,500. Uh, George Pickens. 14,400. You also have James Cook here. A lot of people are thinking, hey, let's let's put slide Cook in there, save, get a few more players. James Cook would be 13,800 to slide in there. Mason Rudolph is another interesting option here. There are people out there who think, hey, He's not going to throw any interceptions. Maybe he gets his two touchdowns, uh, is efficient throughout the day. You could save some serious coin here with 13,200. Najee Harris, another interesting option for the Steelers, does have a little bit of a banged-up knee, although I expect him to play. He's at 12,600. Deontay Johnson, who had the big play last week, Mills, in Baltimore, game on the line, tied 7-7 as a huge play, gets a breakaway touchdown, terrible defense by the Ravens. Nevertheless, he is 10500 Jalen Warren's a, a player that I really liked and what worries me as a Bill's fan is they have shown some explosiveness on their offense and it's all been stemmed by this one-two punch running the football I really like Jalen Warren the player here um I think he's he's a difficult option to stop 9600 slide him in your captain' spot and then bill's defense if you think the bills are going to have a day at home with that crowd getting after Mason Rudolph and company bill's special team defense here 8,100 interesting play we don't normally slide a defense special teams into captain spot I like where you're going with it I hope that's the case because that likely means my bills win
1: I think that the defense a captain is applicable in two scenarios if you're playing in a small league or a head-to-head you know something under 10 teams or if you're playing in the millionaire maker or something go for it if you do that I am probably going to stack them with Deontay Hardy and that means if you're playing the Bills defense, a captain and Deontay Hardy, then you can play everybody else. Then you can literally play, go ahead, play Allen, Diggs, Cooks, and, uh, you know, probably not Pickens, but you can at least probably get to Deontay Johnson or Jalen Warren or something like that. But let's be honest here. Can you play anybody besides Josh Allen at captain reasonably, unless you're playing in something like the millionaire maker, where you, you have to maybe get a little weird with it in most of your, the stuff you're playing, you know, single entry, cash leagues, whatever, are you going with Josh Allen a captain? No surrender, no hesitation. He's the one I trust most.
0: Yeah, I can I can get excited about plugging some other guys in there and telling myself the story. But at the end of the day, I trust number 17 here to deliver. I, you know, it wouldn't surprise me. Any given week, Josh Allen can give you two in the air and one on the ground. So I, I just got to go here with him. I think he does enough to get at least one or two touchdowns total, hopefully as a clean game. And I think if he does that and rushes for another, you know, 40 plus yards, I, I think it's worth putting him in that captain spot. And he's the one I
1: trust most. I think there are enough uh, enough other options that you can differentiate yourself, even if you want to go with Allen at captain, despite him being you know, who's going to be the most popular captain option. If it's not Allen for the Bills, who is it? I don't think it would be the, the defense by default. I'd say probably Diggs or Cook, right? Uh, Diggs is a little bit more expensive, a shade under $300 more expensive. Do you have a preference between Diggs and Cook at captain? Or Diggs, yeah, between Diggs and Cook, and captain. If you weren't going to play Josh Allen, the captain, I'd probably go Diggs.
0: I, I, I love Cook here. Pittsburgh's proven to be, you know, stiff against the run here. Diggs picked up a little momentum against um, Miami last week, where he was targeted seven times. Uh, I'm sorry, had seven catches, targeted much more. I like that. I think with with Gabe Davis out, he his his target share goes up. One name that's out there to consider, Mills, is in any given week. I think you got to consider it and it's Dalton Kincaid. Dalton Kincaid gives you eight receptions, 75 yards, and a touchdown. I think that's good enough
1: value to slide him into your captain's spot. It depends a little bit because you're not getting the tight end premium. If he, I think he needs to get the 100-yard bonus. If he can get over that 100-yard bonus you know, with six-plus receptions and at least one touchdown, then you're talking because the ownership is going to be so low there, but you do need to have enough wall points to capitalize – on getting the extra bonus points from being the captain. Any thoughts on a cook captain lineup where you would fade Allen? Cause that's probably the only way I think you could get away from Allen, right? You just figure maybe they turn it over a couple times, cook goes nuts and Allen just doesn't have to do anything. I right? didn't even have that one game this year where he had to, you know, you had like 18 pass attempts or whatever it was. Uh, and that's not impossible, right? Especially given the weather and the, the matchup.
0: Not impossible at all, but I'm not doing that. If I'm doing anything, I'm putting, you know, Najee Harris or Jalen Moore in the captain spot here and thinking they have a big day before I fade Allen. I got to have Allen in my lineup. Maybe that's the homer in me, but I, I can't take him out.
1: I don't know that you could fade him in a reasonably smaller contest, but when you get into some of these bigger contests, especially the Millionaire Maker type of oh, stuff, yeah. which they won't have, you know, it's a playoff, so they will have bigger showdown slates because these are all island games, but they're not all going to be as big as the typical, you know, Sunday night, Monday night showdown slates were. On the Steelers side, is it George Pickens or Busta Captain?
0: I think so. Again, I could, pro- you know, the problem with Jalen Warren, Najee Harris is you're really having to decide one or the other. If Najee Harris doesn't play, I think I can really, you know, I'd have an easier time talking myself into Jalen Warren. But for me, I think it's George Pickens because I think he's the one player on this team that could absolutely go bananas. Yeah, you know, I, the Bills have been okay against tight ends. You could see fryer having a day. But I think if there's anybody who has the potential to to, to take control of this game and take it over for the Steelers and, and put up a couple of big plays here and get in the end zone once or twice, I think it's George Pickens.
1: Yeah, he's pretty much the clear-cut captain option if I was going to build a Steelers lineup that way Uh, I would say again if you're playing a a huge you know 100,000 plus entries maybe Mason Rudolph a little bit just why not because he's a quarterback who's going to be low owned but it's basically a math play I'm I think it's closer to the uh you know the Cinderella story ends for Mason Rudolph than it is that he has another you know three touchdown zero interception type of performance
0: totally agree moving on to the flex positions. Any interest in defense or kickers here, this is going to be a 15-mile-an-hour sustained win game. I think the wins will actually be higher than that. There's always movement with the wins in this stadium. You got two kickers that know how to kick outside, and Tyler Bass and Chris Boswell, both have been pretty good on the season, very good overall from a career standpoint. How do you feel about it? Defense, again, it goes into with me Mills, When it comes to defense special teams as a flex, it comes into how the rest of my board falls. And if I find myself with that being my best option, I I talk myself into it. If not, I'm probably staying away here. You?
1: I have a lot of interest in the Bills defense. Again, you know, 5,400 if you're playing them in the flex spot. You could pair them up with Hardy as the kick returner. I always like that. We saw him get there last week. They could capitalize on their turnovers. It's a nice correlation play with James Cook. It saves you some salary. The weather is going to be not great. Mason Rudolph is, again, still a backup quarterback, technically. I know he's played okay recently, but I don't think he's shown anything to the point where I'm really going to be worried about it. Uh, both kickers are probably guys. Uh, Bass is 5K. Boswell's at 4.6K. Uh, if you were 150 max entering something, I wouldn't exclude him from my lineup builder, but I would probably just make sure that they're each under 10% and you only play one of them. That's fine. Uh, The Steelers defense is a 3,400, not a lot of interest unless you were going to build a lineup with one of the Steelers running backs, or maybe pickings a captain based on the idea that the Steelers were going to win and and actually get up early and then kind of run the ball, dominate the game that way. That's probably the only way I could see myself getting to the Steelers defense, despite them only being 3,400. Again, no TJ Watt too no TJ
0: Watt but you got to have the narrative okay they forced they forced two or three turnovers and if that happens which you know could you could see them having a having a day there at, at plus 3400 or I'm sorry at 3400 bucks being pretty good value yeah. speaking of value mills how about value plays anybody who can save some money uh,
1: you know get get a little salary save here with the, with any of these guys they're mostly all bills. You have Dawson Knox, who's one point eight k. Uncle Lenny Leonard Fournette's two point four. Deontay Hardy's two k flat. Trent Sherfield's three point two, and Pat Friermuth, the, the one kind of cheap stealer option here at four point two. Feels too cheap for Pat Friermuth, but outside of that one random game uh, when they switched offensive coordinators, he's done nothing. I like pairing Hardy up with the Bills defense a little bit. We saw him score that big punt return touchdown. We'll usually see one, two, three targets on offense. You're you're the Bills guy, J.B.G. Sherfield also scored last week. Knox scored last week. Fournette was up over Murray. Do you like any of these guys? There's some, definitely some value here even though there's not a, you know, $200 min value guy.
0: There really is. It, with Dawson Knox, I, I I love the man, love the player too hard to predict. And you're really now purely dependent on a Knox touchdown to really get there with with, with the emergence of Dalton Kincaid. He's just not going to get the volume. And very, very infrequently throughout his career did he get the volume. So I think he's he's touchdown dependent here. I'm going to pass. Leonard Fournette is intriguing because he's getting up over Latavius Murray. He hasn't had the game yet where he's made the big plays. I think it's coming. He just hasn't done it yet. You know he's kind of getting two three yards of carry, nothing major. And like here. seven
1: carries last week, I think. it's seen a couple of goal line looks. Not he did. Last he's week, getting Two looks. weeks ago, his
0: first week up. So he's getting looks, and I think it's I think it's coming. It just hasn't gotten there yet. So for twenty four hundred dollars, could you say is this a week? Is playoff Lenny a thing? I, I think we're going to find out. Deontay Hardy, I know you like pairing him up. The odds of him doing it two weeks in a row. They're just too low. Trent Sherfield is the one that I've kind of sold myself on, and here's why. When Gabe Davis went down last week, he saw a massive increase playing 70-plus percent of the snaps. At $3,200, bucks. you have got to consider if Gabe Davis doesn't play this game again, he's virtually had all week at wide receiver number two in practice. I think he can, gets another increase in snaps. I think this time he plays close to 80 percent of snaps. I think with that's going to increase his target share. I really like Trent Shurfield here. I know they've got Khalil Shakir. Khalil Shakir is going to be somebody to consider. He's more expensive. But Shurfield, considering his increase in snaps last week, Josh Allen likes throwing the football to Trent Shurfield. I think with the reps in practice, I could see something happening here. I'm I'm probably taking Trent Shurfield out of the bunch,
1: even with the weather. Yeah, that's interesting. It's something we can talk about in a minute, but – Assuming Gabe Davis is out, a lot of people are probably going to go to Khalil Shakir. And you could theoretically go to Sherfield save money, and get him at quite a bit less ownership. So there is really a path where I can see Sherfield despite being a little bit over 3K, being interesting. You know, usually I try to dumpster dive a little bit more and keep it under, you know, eighteen hundred or so here and avoid that the kind of the middle ground there. But I can see him being one of those, you know, three K-ish guys that pays off.
0: Agreed. Who else are you looking uh, to get in your showdown lineups? I mean, you know, some other options. Obviously, we talked about if we don't put Allen in the in the captain, we got to put him in our flex. But how do you feel about Stephon Diggs at at, at eleven thousand? Did he do enough last week against Miami to get you feeling good about sliding him in there? So it's a big price
1: point. It is. Uh, I mean, I know that they have you know Joey Porter Jr. Uh, the make Fitzpatrick should be back, although he doesn't do a lot of man coverage anymore. Really, the problem is Diggs. I just don't know that he's going to get the volume game you would want. If like you really want the 100 yards and a touchdown from your receivers on DraftKings, especially at around this 11K price point, you know, to, to pay that off, you're going to really want Diggs over 25 points. I, I think it's due. It's really just a matter of can he get there? On kind of accumulation and get the touchdown. I don't know that this is going to be a game where it sets up where I expect him to have that finally the 60 yard touchdown or something, but there's nothing wrong with 70 catches for 110 yards and a touchdown. It's a little bit workman like, but it would pay off the price. And I would be totally down with that. Uh, how about yourself on Diggs? Is he clearing away your, your top target there, especially if you have Allen a captain? Or are you a little bit worried that, you know, maybe. Six for sixty-two and no touchdowns, just isn't gonna get it done.
0: I am a little bit worried that he doesn't get it done in terms of what I need from a fantasy standpoint in in in, in DraftKings. To me, I'm probably gonna pass just because I think I could get I'm probably gonna take the route of going for bulk here and, and getting two or three other players um where I can get, you know, because if you take him and Allen. And and Allen's in your captain, and he's in your flex. You're really limited with your next three picks. So I, I think by 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 staying off Diggs here and uh, in and getting two or three other guys, I, I like that better. But no, Gabe Davis, Stephon Diggs want these playoff wins more than anybody. He had an uptick in in production last week. You could you could you know you're not wrong if you decide to do it. I think I'm probably going to pass and hope I'm wrong.
1: Well, let's be honest here, especially if you have Allen at captain, you can get Kincaid and Shakir for 11-4. So for yeah. $400 more than Diggs, you can get both Kincaid and Shakir. That's what Again, I mean. I, I expect especially Shakir to pick up a little bit of ownership after the 100-yard game last week. You know, Kincaid will be a little hit or miss, I think, because people won't want to play two Bills tight ends. And Knox will get some attention because he's so much cheaper and he scored the touchdown there but I think that's certainly an option. Again, especially if you have Allen, a captain, and you want to go with, say, a 4-2 build where you use four bills and two Steelers, that probably gives you a path to get, say, Pickens, and if not Rudolph, one of Harris or Warren. Uh, Harris is 8.4K, Warren 6.4, Deontay Johnson 7, Pickens 9.6, and a Rudolph eight eight. I mean, any interest, you have to play at least one Steeler, who is the most interesting stealer for you in the flex? Because I'm assuming you're you're probably not going to build a uh, you know many uh, Steelers captain lineups. Who's the your first stealer in the lineup? Kind of. I want to talk myself into Mason Rudolph because I
0: don't like picking an option on the running backs, but I can't get there with him. I hate paying 9600 for George Pickens, but I'm either taking George Pickens or Jalen Warren. I, I, I'm just going one of those two ways. Jalen Warren simply because he's you know. $2000 cheaper and I expect him to have as similar production to Najee Harris. He profiles as a back that could be harder for the Bills to deal with than Harris. Um I could be wrong with that but not a lot of science it's just from watching the Bills this season. But if I don't go pick Pickens which I'm probably going even though I don't want to pay 9600, I pretty much have to cuz I cannot talk myself into Mason Rudolph at 8800. I'd rather just pay 800 bucks more and have George Pickens. If I'm not doing that, I'm taking Jalen Warren.
1: Fair enough. I feel decently uh, enough about both players. I, I could mess with something like that. There is a part of me that could see maybe Deontay Johnson is the garbage time guy. We've seen that a little bit. If Pickens gets frustrated or whatever, maybe it's Johnson just kind of accumulating in the fourth quarter if they're down. And the only thing you can say for Rudolph, really, I don't love him here, but for a quarterback, it is price point. He's going to be technically under Just from math
0: I totally agree totally agree it's just hard for me to talk myself into it but yeah for 8800 bucks you, 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 somebody who's going to touch the ball every offensive snap you, you got to consider it Mills anything else before we uh
1: call to show yeah one I guess little question do you have any hesitation to playing Allen a captain with Cook underneath him are you worried there might not be enough touchdowns to go around unless you're hoping that Allen is just throwing at least one touchdown to Cook I I'm not worried about
0: it. I think I got a slide cook in there. Unless I'm just like, all right, I'm going to I'm just going to buy value on Uncle Lenny and hope he gets the goal line touches in the red zone, which could happen, but I just think yeah, if
1: Cook isn't too, getting goal line touches. That's the kind of thing I'm worried about that he almost has to do it on either, you know, accumulating late, breaking off a long run or throwing him a touchdown then, so but I've also watched a lot of Cook where, you know, He's chewing
0: up seven, eight yards of carry. He's involved a lot in the game plan. I just, with the weather the way it is, they have shown since the new offensive coordinator, Joe Brady, took over, really you could make the case that this offense runs through James Cook to a certain extent. It's hard not to put him in there. So I I think I still would. I hate him at 9,200, but I, I think I could talk myself into it. Really, the question to me is, how ballsy do you want to be, and are you willing to put them in your captain spot and then afford everybody else with Josh Allen and company in the in the flex?
1: Yeah, and a little bit of it is just contest selection, too. If you're in a pretty shallow league or a cash game or a head-to-head or something, getting Allen and Cook, and especially you can even throw Uncle Lenny in there, you might be able to just be like, all right, I have exposure to most of the Bills' touchdowns. If you're going to be playing in a larger field event, then you might want to make a choice. Where like, if you have Allen, you know, say Cook has – 70 rushing yards and two catches for 20 yards, that's fine. But the 11 points probably isn't going to pay it off. And again, you'd rather, you know, drop down and maybe spend your money elsewhere a little bit. So I think in those formats, you probably have a a more decisive choice to make.
0: There are tons of DFS podcasts and shows out there. Thank you for checking out this one. We appreciate you. Hopefully we helped you make a couple of bucks, at least maybe guided you through your Paralysis by analysis, trying to figure out these lineups. Bill's Mafia, I know you're out there. Terrible towel Whalers, You black and yellowers, I know you're out there too. We did. We do it each and every week. Thank you, guys. Please let us know how we're helping you out. Mills, remind everyone where they can find us.
1: Uh, now you're giving me flashbacks. I can't believe they made us watch Old Yeller in, like, third grade. And then I'm getting where the red fern grows flashbacks. Because I've been oh, watching no. Archer and uh I'm playing a red fern for you, Jug. Yeah, we're going down the rabbit hole. So uh we're, we're going back out of that. The hole you have been going down is Down with the King, presented by season Gap Fantasy Football. Again, find us wherever your podcast, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, all the good ones. We are there. Check it out. Also, check us out on social media at seize the gap f. Do not forget it. Do not forget to register. For those larger field contests early, they will probably fill early. So get in there now, at least put a dummy lineup in, reserve it, whatever. Lock it down, and don't forget the flaps. Follow, like, and please subscribe. Not only does flapping keep the birds in the air, it keeps us on the air. If you had fun, please remember to give us that thumb. Thanks again for checking out Down With The King. I'm Magna Mills, he's Jamie G, and we are literally Down With The King.
0: You think that it is, it is, if not, it isn't.
1: That's it, that's not that's, that's what's okay